<laughs> You're there, Bob. It's uh, cocaine sprinkled with a little fentanyl. <laughs> Dude, fentanyl, man, that's the big player these days. I, I just I'm saw so- it on the news here locally in Denver. They're warning everybody here. I think it's a cover-up for the uh, vaccine deaths. Yeah. Yeah. Heart attacks, strokes, both. It, either that or it's just that, uh, uh, I don't know, man. It just seems kind of weird. The vax deaths are on the rise. The heart attacks, there's a lot of stuff coming out of Australia. They're doing commercials about all the vac- uh, heart attacks that they're experiencing and how to look out for your heart attacks. I Yeah. The... All the athletes dropping. It's getting weird. And well, we haven't discussed the... it. Now the booster comes with a warning that you're like not supposed to do strenuous activity or something for so many two weeks or something. Hey, uh, of course. Did did you see the mom of Jerry Seinfeld now died? Died? I couldn't believe it. Yeah. No. So George Costanza's mom died two weeks ago. Twenty twenty two is the year everybody died. I'm telling you, everybody everybody died. Nobody died in twenty twenty. There's like a hundred people that died, at least that I know. Like, it's eerie. Um, I work with someone who recently told me that they had about four family members within their pretty fairly immediate family die within the last two months. Four. Yeah. Four man. I I've also I know a lot of people who have had close relatives generally people older right who right. are dying dude no one was telling me about this guy who he he's like 90 90 years old right mm-hmm. <clears throat> he gets the booster Fuck! 40 four yeah four days later he's <laughs> he, he can't get out of bed really so they take him to the hospital they say he got covid and then he died like two days later. And they're saying that wow. because the vaccine, you need like two weeks for it to be effective. So he caught COVID. J- too bad he didn't get the booster sooner. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Man, that's messed up, dude. Honestly. Yeah, dude. No, obviously the fucking booster killed this guy. Yeah. Come on. It's obviously killing people. I think what's scarier is... Um, the shit we were reading about that was conspiracy theory of several months ago, even a year ago, they predicted that we would start seeing people drop like this longer down the road. We're seeing it happen sooner than what was predicted. Right. They were saying like three years. Oh yeah. And this is a year in. Yep. And we're losing comedians and famous people and sports uh, everywhere. Left and right, man. And what kills me too is... There was a video, I think I even played it on the cast uh, several months ago, or a month ago, and it was from Chinese media, and they were talking about how they were anticipating the effects of the vaccines to kick in in May of 2022. Oh, really? I didn't hear that. So we're, we're possibly uh, entering a time frame where we we will see the true nature of these devices. Dude, what kills me though is everybody denies it, and you're like, 
Because I keep saying, I'm like, isn't it weird that all these people are dying? And then you start naming off all the celebrities that have died in four months. Dude, we're four months into this year. It's unbelievable. And then everybody, well, you know, some of them are old and everything. <laughs> it, it, You're right. We're four on. months in. When is CNN going to get the ticker on their thing? Uh, <laughs> on the Chiron. We need a ticker for all the celebrities dying from the boosters, man. <laughs> it's busy counting uh, Stelter's calories right now. <laughs> When do you think it'll become noticeable? It, or is it just every time that somebody dies, people are like, oh, okay, whatever, Mike. Okay, Frank, sure. Whatever uh, you I think say. I are just going to ride it out for as long. Yeah, I don't think they'll ever admit it. The longer it goes on? Yeah. We're going to enter just, the summer. I, I'm just cause, curious because like, the famous like, people is a weird one. Here's my, like, my argument, right, is like the, the, late, the two ladies from Seinfeld. The and, two like, moms. They're like, they're like, they're 90 years. They were both 90 years sure, old. Sure, just like Betty yeah. White. Sure, but why didn't they die during the year of the pandemic when the virus was running everywhere? The most the vulnerable, virus. Mike, right? You know, they were the most vulnerable. Yeah. It was the worst the worst variant of the virus. No. No, they're all di- they died a few weeks apart when they had their shots, and it was the weakest strain of the virus going around. Right. That, that's what boggles me is the timing of it all does anyone kind of see the timing of where like, okay, they took the two these ladies, shots the, you know the two ladies okay they're old what about gilbert godfrey okay he had the condition okay what about bob saget oh well he hit his head okay sure. <laughs> like, right. like how far are we going here you know what i mean like what this is kind of crazy it start well uh, Gilbert Gottfried again, uh, heart condition stuff, correct? Right. Same as yeah. Meatloaf. Meatloaf was another one. Her, I <laughs> would do anything for love. So uh, yesterday, uh, the drummer. Yeah. Yesterday, Emma and I went to a Mexican place that we go by near our house. Uh, great place, owned by this family. They're always working together. And the couple next to us, they ordered some plate. I think it was chili rellenos, uh, but it looked like meatloaf. Emma was like, is that meatloaf? And so the remainder of our time at the bar, I just kept going, I would do <laughs> And I would just like sing various parts of that. And then I would pretend like I was done, and then she would keep talking, and then I would go, but I won't do that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it went on for oh, too long. We had long, to leave. Yeah, it was embarrassing for both of us. But uh, that's my meatloaf story. And meatloaf died from these boosters, even though he had heart oh, condition. They keep coming up with these excuses for all these people. You're right. Oh, a, uh, Bob Saget didn't die from the booster. Someone hit him with a baseball bat over the head, and he went to sleep uh, afterwards. Yeah, he, lay, <laughs> he, he, he laid down too fast and hit his head on the headboard. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, because that happens every day. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? It never happened before. I'm 34 years old. I've never heard anybody dying that way. Now you're telling me that Bob Saget died that way? Yeah, and, uh, the drummer from Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters? Yeah. 
he had all those substances, could have been drug overdose, could have been drug relapse, 100%, totally very possible. He's a rocker. I totally see it. He also happens to play for the band that was the most vocal about having to be vaccinated to see the shows, <laughs> and they were absolutely full-on boosted, man. And that's what I mean, dude. You can t- one, two, three, four. Okay, what's your number where we're like, okay, this is kind of weird that all these people died. I think it'll be the age. Like when the age starts going down. Let's say we lose like um, like Bieber. <laughs> yeah, well, that's young. I was I was gonna say like Seth Rogen, right? Yeah. The like uh, the forty year old comedians. We're, we're the the. And by the way, the comedians, right? Why comedians? going on here i think they were the first ones to try and start traveling the country and doing shows and they went and got the the shots first that's why i think we're losing a lot of comedians and we're going to start losing musicians same thing you're going to start losing a lot of people that just said fuck it i need to get the shots in and the paperwork so i can go and tour these gigs and do these places and venues and make money again so you're gonna the musicians comedians make sense right also athletes yeah. you know and athletes yeah so it it's it could get really weird but holy shit i i'm just trying to think man the numbers piling up even on my we're having a 10 minute conversation about this right now and how many names have we fucking just listed i know that's it's, it's shocking in itself that's right all now this year literally this year and we we yes. haven't even hit all of them. I mean, uh, Louis Anderson died. Norm Macdonald right, died. Norm, I mean, yeah. the, the list actually quite literally goes on and on. By the way, last year, right when they were rolling out this program and people were getting their second or third uh, shot, we lost DMX. We lost uh, what was it? Um, Hank Aaron. Uh, yeah. I, we <laughs> losing a lot of fucking people here. It's been getting kind of weird. And then who who did we lose in twenty twenty? Cricket. Oh, Herman Cain. (laughs) (laughs) The sacrifice. We need a celebrity. (laughs) Herman Cain. He he caught it from Uzbekistan. I can't name one famous person who died of COVID. Uh, um, Was that what they blamed it uh, for Colin Powell, I think? Maybe. Was Was it? I mean, Colin Powell died in the last year. Everybody's died in the last year. Oh, that was, yeah, that was this year. Or last year, yeah. I, I'm telling you, before the shots rolled out, nobody died. We talked, we joked about this all the time. We we got in arguments with people in our regular lives. Like, like name me three famous people who've died of COVID. Oh, well, just name me three people you know have died of COVID. Oh, you yeah. can't do that either. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. It's different now. Now we can name a lot of people who can name uh, close relatives and family members who have died in the last year. And we can just, it's an endless list of famous people who have died. I mean, literally half the Seinfeld cast has died in like uh, three weeks. It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not funny, but it's, you know. Well, it's gallows humor, Mike. Gallows humor. Yeah. <laughs> it's just bizarre to it's me. It's ironic. Yeah, it's it's weird. And we're living in a weird time right now. And I wonder where the point will be. And maybe it'll never come where people who denied these vaccines, people who said, no, I'm going to take a time out here and wait it out and see what happens to all the rest of you guinea pigs, and then uh, <laughs> maybe I'll probably not take it. You know, when when will we be vindicated? Will there ever be a point where, like, um, you know, 
the Kyrie Irvings of the world are celebrated instead of villainized? I don't think so because you can't celebrate that 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 kind of uh, independence, you know. Yeah, well, uh, you know, Did I'm. Did you see uh, what's that fucking uh, that Asian chick that CNN always has on? Uh, Leanna Wen. Oh uh, yeah, Leanna Wen, who is that, is that... started her career at the Boston Marathon bombing. Continue, uh, dude. I was like, I was... she got me. She got me good, man. If I was a fish, she would have reeled me in, dude. Because <laughs> yeah. she started, she started talking about the Philadelphia bringing back the mask mandate, right? Yes. And she's like, "No, I don't think this is a good decision at all. I don't think the numbers are quite there. This needs to be a last resort." And I was like, "Yeah, what? The, where the fuck did this girl come from? All right, yeah, I, you wow. know what I mean." I <clears throat> and then uh, she goes, uh, "We really need to save this." Because we're gonna, we don't want to be the boy who cried wolf. So we're looking towards like we shouldn't do it now. We should look more towards the fall. Heyo! Oh! For, <laughs> for if there's a new variant that's worse, oh, or if the flu gets really bad. Yeah, so they they're already that. talking about the flu. Nah, nobody's scared. Nobody's scared of the flu. No, they they tried swine flu back during Obama, and no one, everyone's like, eh, I think right. they're gonna try to do the flu, man. They're gonna do mass mandates for the flu. I guarantee it, dude. Why? The flu is no different than COVID. Flu is a better actually, sell because yeah. it actually kills uh, more young people. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> they need a so. new flu variant, which they could. You're right; they could easily do. I like that. I think this is a really excellent prediction, and I really enjoy the. Ooh, they need a fluvid, where like they combined fluvid. The flu mated with the COVID. They're they need a better PR team, man. I mean, the na- BA two variant. Yeah, what was that, dude? Come the on. Omicron. It's just dude. so weak. It's weird. They got. I think maybe they just had so many victories. They got lazy. It's the team that keeps winning, and then they lose to the <laughs> shitty team later in the season. Nobody knows why. Uh, it's just like Brady was phoning it in. He got sacked three times, fumbled it. Uh, fuck it. We'll get him. Uh, we'll win next week. You know. I, that's really what I, I think. That's what happened with this stuff. It, it's SNL, man. They're laughing at anything. So that's you don't right. Even try it anymore. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, SNL starring Lizzo. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Just throw a Trump in there. They'll laugh. <laughs> Oh, God. I don't know if you're ready to talk about it, but speaking of terrible comedy. Yes. That Bill Maher special. Oh, I never even got a clip for it. Dude. I'd love to talk about it. Holy shit. It was really bad. So bad. By the way, Mike, I didn't know you were an HBO Max subscriber. Oh, Frank. Hey. (laughs) Come on. Okay. I didn't know I was dealing with the big guns here. I mean, uh, I don't sleep on my grandma's couch for nothing. All right, I like to I like to, to splurge on the uh, the extras. You know what I'm saying? I sleep on the couch so I can afford the HBO. That's how it goes. You know? Hey, I don't judge, but now I'm yeah. impressed. I'm impressed. So you jumped on it uh, right when I did. Um, what'd you think? 
I liked his beginning part. He he had a great joke about uh, wearing the mask and wearing the condom after you fuck. Yeah, I thought was okay. that was funny. Pretty He's good. definitely he 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 tickles me with the anti-COVID stuff because that's definitely against the grain of his side. Like they're they're not. You can tell, like, the way the audience would react to some of that stuff. They were not down with it. And uh, he's... Yeah. The trans thing, too, he's definitely not down with it, and, and his audience cannot react. Dude, the funniest part of the whole special is the audience. Somebody That's why I wanted them. you to watch it, because I, I, I was obsessed with the audience reactions. The one thing I learned from that Bill Maher special is when you're performing for Dems, you need to bring the applause sign. Because they... <laughs> They literally don't know. They don't know when they're like you can tell like they're not even listening to what you're saying. You just paused and these three assholes started clapping because they just they just heard the pause and oh yeah 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 oh oh that was not a not not an applause false alarm false alarm like they're literally just cheering on your point and then you make a point and it's against the talking point that they know. They literally, you can hear they don't know whether to clap or not. Oh, they they were stuck like a deer in headlights for some of his jokes. There was even one point where he caught them. I can't remember the exact joke, but he caught them off guard. So they kind of laugh and clap. And he goes, he goes uh, something like, you don't have to laugh for that one. You could just clap. That's okay. <laughs> I know. I understand who you are now. It's okay. The audience was so, that was so weird. Well, it, it was, was in so- Florida. It's taped in Florida, which was even weirder. Oh, so they were Florida. It was Democrats. Miami, though, I think. So different, yeah. you know, you're getting that Dem mix there, you're, you know. And it was a show, I think, where you had to be vaxxed and tested and all this stuff. He alluded to it at the beginning. Yeah, why? I, uh, that, he why hates they- it. He absolutely hates all the COVID stuff. Yeah, but then why did he do that at his show? I don't know, because you could be like um, Joe Rogan, who refuses to play at those venues. There's a lot of comedians out there, you know. Uh, Yeah, change venues. Change venues. I don't know why. It's not a Florida thing. It's not a city thing. Bill Maher's weird. The reason I always bring him up on our show and actually almost always have clips from his show is because he, quite honestly, just totally fascinates me. He reminds me of me in the summer of 2020, where I was ripped and torn between... Well, I always thought the Democrats were the side of, like, freedom. And I thought they supported, you know, individual freedom. And I was wrong. I had been duped. I uh, I was lied to. And I had been fooled. And I woke up and I started to slowly find my pathway to, the, uh, to this other side where I started to see... Well, neither side is right, nor I don't even think either side has the right intentions, to be honest. I think there's a kind of an evilness to career politicians, both right and left. I, oh, you know, yeah. but I started to see that uh, one side is really into preserving family values, make, maintaining constitutional rights, and to keep it basic and simple, one side w- w- uh, supported the government staying out of my fucking business. Yeah. And the yeah. other side is all about the government being all in your fucking business. And I don't like that side at all. And I learned my lesson. When I watch Bill Maher now, I feel like that's me in summer of 2020 realizing I'm on the wrong side. Yeah, I don't think he's there yet, though. 
He sounds like it, man. And what's weirder is he has this audience, and it's like he's saying these jokes, and I'm laughing at them at home, but his audience isn't. They're confused on how to react. Dude, I really wasn't laughing. I got to tell you, I found it unwatchable. I just, I kept... Absolutely not funny at all. I kept finding myself looking at my phone, like, I'd be like, oh, shit, I'm trying to watch this. Like, the funniest joke he had was the joke about being old. Because it was like, the only... It was the only joke he had that was like a real like a joke <laughs> it was real you know yeah. what i mean it was something real that people could relate to it wasn't just a dude his joke talk about just like injecting politics <laughs> some of his jokes they were literally just like you know there, his Trump know. stuff. A, a was... rabbi and a priest went into a bar, and then Trump. And you're like, what? <laughs> hey, yeah, uh... I didn't see that coming. Like, what? Like, what? <laughs> well, but you could tell the crowd. He would throw the Trump ones in to reel the crowd back in. I'm telling you, he did some stuff. The COVID stuff. He, I think, he did a trans uh, thing. They. He challenges his liberal audience, and I really like it because I feel like there is again. I, I, I this is a 2020 me where I was kind of like um i i was like man the the people on the left you guys are insane why isn't anyone making fun of them oh adam carolla is okay but why is he all alone on this island you know yeah and then all of a sudden i realized oh oh i'm on the wrong side i i i've i've been had uh (laughs) and then you realized oh that's why i never saw adam carolla on the tv (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's why he goes on Fox. Yeah. That's why he goes on Tucker Carlson. And that's it. And then yeah. I started watching Tucker. <laughs> then you you take the red pill, as they say, and you and you cross over, and that's literally what happens. And that's what I think. I, I've listened to some interviews with Bill Maher. I, I tune into his show because I just the same as you and I listen to um, Democracy Now. I tune in yeah. to every once in a while Pod Save America. I you gotta you have to dip into these areas and see what they're talking about. Bill Maher is a really great litmus test, I think, for where the left is leaning a little bit, or at least the people in the middle. And Bill Maher is a middle man for sure. He's definitely this swinging libertine. He doesn't. He's a you know. He, thinks religion is terrible and all this stuff. So he's not a right wing guy, and he's never will be. But he is this guy who's clearly torn between this idea that I thought the Democrats were, I thought we were on the same side, but it seems like the Democrats are more and more against what his values are, like they were with me. And I I think that's a confusing place to be, especially for a comedian. And he's trying to play to a liberal audience, and half his material actually plays to me as a centrist or someone who leans more right now, you know? And then his audience has no idea how to react to it. Even on his show, it's funny to see, because he's playing to a a L.A., California-based audience. So he's in a weird spot. This special, you're right. It wasn't very good. He wasn't very funny because it I think I think Bill Maher is very unsure of himself and, and his comedy leanings. And it's almost like he wants to do an entire hour making fun of Biden and what's going on in the country right now, but he can't. That's what it feels like. He, yeah, want, he wants to do 15 so minutes on better. Leah Thomas. You know he does. Yeah. You could you know, feel it. It would have been better if you actually made fun of something that was, like, relevant to today. He, Dude, he brought up January 6th. Yeah. 
in his comedy special. Yeah, I, that turned me off. Like, what the fuck? Did you hear that shit? Yeah, it was terrible. Was, I, th- I think that was when I... That was I, I think you right? and I... Yeah, I know. You and I both, I think that probably triggered both of us to like, oh, to just be like, oh, fuck, done. yeah. And it wasn't even like a joke about January 6th. It was like, oh, the, and Donald Trump is the insurrectionist of night. Like, dude, what the fuck are you saying? Dude, was January 6th one of the most successful psyops of the modern era? Uh, maybe even more so than COVID. Like I, there are people. January sixth is like the uh, Trump said, "Drink bleach." Of uh, oh, yeah. it's weird. Talking about memory, old dude. Nobody's talking about the people that are being acquitted because because the jury is saying they were let in by the police. It came out this week in the deposition <laughs> in the court filings. This week it came out. What was it? A uh, twenty plus federal agents were involved in the insurrection. Yes. Oh, how about that Whitmer thing? Yes. It was all Dude. feds. I think there was it one was guy feds. that wasn't a federal agent involved. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, they all got acquitted or mistrial. Like, no, dude. That was a... The feds are, are some shady motherfuckers, man. Man, and I... I it, I think even regular people now are starting to be suspect of almost everything that happens. Dude, because that Gretchen Whitmer thing, that was like a right before the election. They used it as like, look at these Trump voters. This is what Trump is trying to do. Kidnap a governor, you know? Well, hey, uh, Alex Jones was right about everything, right? So why is it that of all the crazy conspiratorial things that he is right on apparently now, why did he get kicked off of all platforms for the Sandy Hook thing? (laughs) <laughs> so you think he was right about it uh, i mean maybe he maybe he hit a nerve yeah we live in weird times now man i i think that we've entered a territory where even we have someone like our own mother going to you and being like do you see what's up with this leah thomas thing <laughs> you know like, uh, and you're like yeah she Ma, said you're, crazy. when she said you're right i was like whoa I don't think I ever heard her say that. <laughs> but that means that um, maybe more people are waking up to the idea that our media is full of shit and that our government is behind some nefarious plots. And it's weird that Bill Maher is obsessed with Jan 6 when I think it's coming, becoming more and more clear by the day that this was a F- uh, FBI-instigated situation. And the, yeah. uh, Bill Maher stands by apparently the idea that Trump started this, and uh, there's this bizarre notion that he was orchestrating this whole thing. He he says it all the time that Trump was trying to overthrow democracy. It doesn't make any sense. I know. It's it's crazy. According it, to the left, according to the left, Putin controls our economy. And a game show host (laughs) can overthrow the democracy that's held up our country for 250 years. Like, you guys have no faith. Hey, man, I I think that some sort of psyop happened. I think that some sort of hypnosis occurred where, look, I've heard very intelligent, successful, accomplished men say to me with a very straight and serious face and attitude— that this insurrection, this Jan 6th moment, 
was one of the greatest uh, offenses on our constitution and yeah. our country that they've ever witnessed in their lives. Like genuinely, there there are people who are very intelligent who who for some reason believe that this was a potential attempted coup d'état. That there was a, a government overthrow. That they were going to storm the government and kill people in there and rape AOC. And I, I think, like, <laughs> I, 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 seriously, I, I've been in moments where I've had to contain my own straight face with, like, put physical force to, to not laugh or smile because these are people being serious. Where they thought yeah. that this was an overthrow of the government. Like, holy shit, man, you've been played. That's because it's what they've been told. Yes. And they, you know. What a bizarre narrative. You've had arguments with our own dad about uh, uh, whether or not Trump verbatim said to inject bleach into your veins. I know. And you've yeah. read the transcript. You printed it out. <laughs> you can't. No, no, even... I, played the, I played the video. He read the transcript. <laughs> and I said, yeah, but this is the video of him actually saying it. And the transcript. They threw a comma or something. I forgot what it was. Oh, the transcripts don't have a comma. It's like, when you, you know what I mean? But when you hear him say it, he's clearly, there should be a comma. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I a, guess. I don't know. Uh, it's so stupid. It, yeah. We, we went from one president who just said one continuous run-on sentence to another president who can't even formulate one single sentence. We're in the, <laughs> what, a, what a fucking swing. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that video of him uh where he's walking and he's supposed to make a turn but he doesn't and he follows one of the secret service guys instead of making the turn you're, you're talking about uh sleepy joe yeah <laughs> no it uh, it's so funny i gotta send it to you because they they do this like uh voiceover yeah they pretend, they pretend like they're the secret service you know? <laughs> oh, wait. i think i did was this recent did this recently happen it was like a couple months ago maybe. Oh, all right, so they're yeah. like uh, uh they're like, you know, the eagle is leaving. He's going to take a right turn in three, two, one. Okay, he missed the turn. He missed the turn. <laughs> but it's so funny because uh, you, you see the guy pointing. Like, he looks, he literally, like, points at Joe and then points to the turn, right? But, but then he turns around and then he goes forward, and Joe just follows him instead of oh, taking God. the turn. It's such a great video. Uh, poor guy, man. Put, just yeah, he's too old. Let him, let him hang out in the yard in the garden and just eat watermelon. You know what I mean? He should, like, should be painting with uh, yeah. George Bush. He should yeah. be finger painting with George Bush and hanging out. And it's so sad what they did to this guy. And Carter. Hey, you gotta give it to Carter, man. That guy lived long enough to see a worse president. God bless him. Yeah, God bless him. <laughs> Not only that, he's he's like more coherent than the current president. It's unbelievable. <laughs> It's all those peanuts he was eating. <laughs> and it, it kind of, you know, it kind of works out good because Joe Biden won't have to deal with like the 30 years of people comparing the presidents to him, you know, like Carter did. <laughs> like that guy's still alive and for every president we've had in my life has been compared to him. You know? <laughs> wow. 
I think the further along we go, Reagan will come out looking as a much better president. I think I, I honestly the further he's already we go, like glorified. He's definitely glorified, and he had his faults. But come on, compared to let's say thirty before, you know, <laughs> the year, the decade or so before, and then after him, you know, we really it kind of peaks with him if you really look at just America in general too. The eighties, there was so much. Um, I don't know. America was kind of thriving in the eighties. Oh, for sure, eighties, nineties. So I I feel like. He kind of him and Clinton, they kind of are that kind of little peak pinnacle of our of our time frame, and with a little bush in between. <laughs> the little bush, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was some sort of gift. They're like, all right, we'll give Bush four, and then we'll. You know. <laughs> uh, he saw the uh, Kennedy assassination, so we owe him one. He do you, dude? He was part of it. I think he was one of those three amigos or whatever. You know the three guys. So? Yeah, come on, knoll. come on. I recently watched the redo Oliver Stone. He did like an updated version of his JFK documentary. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. Really, I was usually I put on a movie late night so I could fall asleep, and I did not fall asleep. Man, I was locked in. Mm. Super interesting. Uh, it's a it's a foregone uh, it, it's absolutely accepted i think everywhere that this was a giant conspiracy like the, there were multiple shooters multiple angles bush was involved ted cruz's dad was there uh you know then ted cruz's dad was the uh <laughs> the zodiac killer <laughs> <laughs> It's all true. It's all true, people. Yeah, God, I miss Trump. <laughs> Man, we Dude, do miss him. I'm telling you. You know, it was really funny. Uh, <laughs> I think Mom said some one of something about one of Trump's tweets, right? Right. And I go, and I go, yeah, you're right. Do you know any of Biden's tweets that he's tweeted over the past wow. year? And she's like, no, no, because he doesn't say stupid shit. And I go, no. Because you've had so much other shit to worry about. Wow. <laughs> that you have no idea what he's tweeting. You see, for four years, there was nothing to worry about except this man's tweets. <laughs> That's how good everything was. Right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> but you have no idea what Joe Biden's tweeting because you're worried about your $5 gas. Oh, right? Yes. So, yeah, keep talking about Trump's tweets. It's weird that they're still talking about that. That was yeah. a long time ago, man. They shut that thing down on Jan 6th. Two years ago. Yeah, yeah, a year ago. Two years yeah. ago. 21. We always struggle over this whenever Jan 6th was. one year ago. It was Jan 6th, 2021. Never forget, Frank. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> do you think they're going to do Jan 6th again, like the anniversary on this next one? No, no, no. This, no. no? You think it's no. it's over? Yeah, this is going to be the Jan 6th day uh, Joe Biden leaves the White House. <laughs> they keep teasing Jan 6th. Like, it keeps kind of trickling into the cycle. You notice that uh, here and there, and then Nancy Pelosi mentions it, and, you know, comes up again, Joe Biden says something about it. I, yeah, well, they, they got a run on it, right? They keep the trickling it. Every once in a while, I'll see, like, a little Washington Post article, something to do with Jan 6th. And they recently, um, well, I guess the most recent thing was this week where they... 
basically admitted that it was mostly federal agents that were involved. <laughs> <laughs> but they they dusted. But then very quickly, you know, uh, Elon Musk, we got to stop him. You know, that's yeah, uh, absolutely. very yeah. quickly. You got to get rid of Elon. They treat Elon like uh, the second he takes over Twitter, it's the end of the world. It's craziness. <laughs> Which is funny because the world was around quite a while before Twitter. <laughs> all billionaires and multimillionaires own all the major publications and news uh, sites and TV channels in the entire world. Sinclair Broadcasting literally is a company that owns all local newscasts, like literally around the country. That's how you get those clips on YouTube where it's like one newscaster saying the line, then the next one from a different city is saying the same line, and then yeah, it spans right. out, it, it pans out and ends up being like four. 40 different TV screens of the different broadcasters around the country saying the exact same sentences and, and newscasts. This is because the same fucking billionaires own the same channels and companies that run the same information everywhere. Like the Ted Turner or whatever his name is that owns CNN. The guy's a fucking gajillionaire, man. It's incredible. He could swallow uh, burning millions of dollars on CNN Plus for it to be a total fucking bust. hundred million dollars. No, more even... than that. They spent a couple hundred million. And man. you were right on the money. You mentioned this months ago, but uh, it became official this week, but uh, it, the th- the merger's complete, Warner Brothers and Discovery. They've completed the, uh, yeah. the combo. So it's possible maybe they did the CNN Plus thing just to burn some dough, right? <laughs> Right before the merger, give their friends like good bonuses. Yeah, you know, yeah. kick, throw out some kickbacks, and then just uh, kill, kill it. We'll see what happens with them. That CNN Plus, you think they're going to shut it down? Yeah, I think it was just a money. I think it was something about burning some dough or whatever. Honestly, and maybe even an excuse to fire the crap that you know, trim the fat essentially. And by trim the fat, we all know I'm talking about Brian Stelter. Brian Stelter. That's exactly. <laughs> they need to they need to but speaking of trim the fat mike uh you know i'm an avid watcher of top chef on bravo do you ever get down with the top chef i really don't like any of those cooking shows oh they're so good i fucking i just don't like the the dudes like the i I always hate like the dude like the main guy are you talking about colicchio no who's the like no, like, Top Chef. Top Chef is where they get a bunch of uh, like twenty random people, chefs who own restaurants around the country, and they compete to be Top Chef. And yeah. uh, there's no one guy competing against them or anything. No, no, isn't there like Gordon Ramsay or something? Like no, that? no, uh, this is um, on Bravo, and it's hosted by uh, this chick named Padme and this dude named uh, Colicchio. I'm a fan of the Colicchio. He's a funny guy. He was actually very adamantly against COVID lockdowns and restrictions when it was going on because it was destroying the restaurant industry. He was very, very outspoken about it uh, from the onset. Um Top Chef is a funny show because you you know me. I was a cook for fifteen years. I I'm uh, just I love to cook. I love watching cooking. Uh, my friend Scott and I we used to watch this stuff back in the day all the time. It's a great. It used to be a great show. It used to be just literally just the best cooks in the country competing against each other with all these various challenges. Sometimes you have to set up like a pop up restaurant, you know, create a menu. Really cool show. 
I dig it. Unfortunately, the last two years, it has just gone full on fucking woke, man. Like, I cannot, like, I can't stand the wokeness. And, you know, the shows, they each one have a theme, right? So this past week, they had a theme. And uh, this season takes place in Houston, Texas, mind you. Okay. Hmm. And the last two seasons or so have taken place in places where they have, uh, let's just say they lifted their restrictions. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. uh so this season's in texas and they decided to do an episode that was themed on powerful women of texas okay mm. that's the theme okay okay all right all of these women except one are black women okay <laughs> I want to play this clip for you. We'll be making a dish in honor of five trailblazing Texas women whose voices were ahead of their time. This is an individual challenge, but there will be two chefs creating a dish inspired by each pioneer. Nick and Joe, you pulled Texas Governor Ann Richards, only the second woman ever to hold the position. Ashley and Jay, you pulled Babe Diedrichson Zaharis, one of the greatest athletes of all time. Monique and Jackson. Barbara Jordan was the first African-American woman elected to the Texas House of Representatives. I feel like this is going to be a challenge. It's giving us a lot of freedom, but it seems like it's going to be kind of difficult to wrap the story of these women into one dish. Bessie Colton. She was the first African American, Native American. <laughs> Is there a theme you're sensing here? Evelyn and Damar, the undisputed queen of Tejano music, Selena. You will honor these women through your dishes and serve <laughs> wow. them to a table. Texas of women, Texan Mike. Trailblazers in their own right. Texas women. I think with everything that's happening currently in Texas, it's such an important challenge to focus on the women who have made this state great. So and so I really want to showcase that. Oh, and, that's and what I tune into Top yeah, Show. Okay, for. so they're they're now gonna there's of these women, right? Of these women they're honoring, one of them, the first one they mentioned, is actually a uh, white woman. Okay, yeah, just so you know, that. she yeah, she's the okay. And they're about to talk to her, uh, talk about her right now, uh, her accomplishments, right? She was the 45th uh, governor of Texas. She added like African Americans and women to the Texas Rangers. She was the first <laughs> uh, one to yeah. open that cycle, which was huge. This lady was a powerhouse. Yeah, Mike. You know. God. All of them were African American women who did all these incredible things. That's great. That's great. Uh, what's so wonderful about the one white woman on this list of uh, incredible trailblazers in Texas oh, she history? Brought in black she women. brought in all these black women. <laughs> <laughs> the, black, the black bitches came with her. You know what I'm saying? She brought in all these black women. I, Emma and I were watching this and we're just dying of what laughter, the dude. Fuck. I'm, man. I'm like, come on, man. I'm watching a cooking show. Can we just? Why? Why? Okay, fine. Women, cool. I dig it. Let's let's celebrate all these great women of Texas. Oh, oh, they're all black. Okay. Oh, oh okay. One. Oh, she did only things for black women. Oh, okay. I'm getting uh, a trend. I'm sensing a trend here with this show. Pretty what unbelievable. What about all the Chinese women that built the railroads through well, Texas? So I brought something up while we were watching this episode, and I asked Emma if she noticed anything about the contestants at this uh, juncture of the show. They've already weeded out several contestants. They're down to like 12 or so. Yeah. Uh, there's two Cream white the guys. Two mm. white guys. 
everybody else is ethnic and black and there's many black people on the uh, the contestants (laughs) Uh, seriously many of them are black uh uh several asians of various uh different asian uh backgrounds and and then from all over and and then like three or four latino uh latinas you know like latinx uh and uh uh, and then there's these two white dudes (laughs) and i like all i said to him i was like i was like you notice anything about these uh contestants right now And so they do this episode, right, with these yeah. women, and they have to, like, make these dishes in regards to these, like, black women or this one I white I don't even get that. Like, no, it makes no you, sense. How, it just makes how no sense. How are you... So, well, essentially, these people... Yeah, Mike, that's right. It makes no sense. You basically Isn't have... fried chicken? Like, yes. Uh, what no, do you, do? you have to make <laughs> ethnically black food. It, seriously, that's literally what it comes down to. It's unbelievable. They do this whole episode. I'm like, God, this is unreal. I literally record. I have it recorded, and um, I turn to Emma, and I'm writing in my notes. I'm like, I'm going to talk about this with Mike. I have to. Like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> then the next episode, right? We, we have these recorded. We go to the next episode, and I and they do this whole thing based on African culture cuisine. I shit you not. The whole thing is, is dedicated to this. Mm-hmm. And did you see that picture I texted you? The other night of the two fellas standing there. Yeah. And uh, one is wearing the sneakers with the tight black pants. He's got dyed black fingernails. His name is Kwame. Yeah. Uh, he's often a judge on the show. He was one of the cooks previously, a contestant on previous seasons. Uh, he was, you know, he, he's got that like bright, multicolored, you know, very African styled sweater and he has the um malcolm x glasses that he's wearing and uh he's standing next to who's the fellow right he's wearing that what would you describe it was like i guess i would say it's a what a purple dress kind of looks like this guy was wearing, <laughs> it's a fucking purple dress very feminine it's a fucking purple dress man so em and i are watching this episode and uh we're laughing at, and i'm like is that guy wearing a fucking dress <laughs> and he is he is. He's wearing a dress, and uh, to circle all this back, uh, I just found it interesting, and it reminded me of this um, interview Dave Chappelle did on Oprah Winfrey, and I find this very fascinating, actually. I mean, I'm a conspiracy theorist to a degree. Like, when I, I connect dots that maybe shouldn't be connected, I don't know, but certain dots, like when I see that they put every black man in the movies in a dress, at some point in their career, I'll be connecting them down like, why are all these brothers gonna wear a dress? That's happened to me. I'm doing a movie with Martin. Yeah. The movie's going good. So I walk in a trailer. I'm like, man, this must be the wrong trailer because there's a dress in here. <laughs> <laughs> they come in. It's the writer comes in. I think he's the writer. He's like, Dave, listen, we got this hilarious scene where Martin's sneaking out of jail. So he disguises you as a prostitute. <laughs> and he put this dress on. And it, huh? What? The prostitute? Nah, I'm not doing that. I don't feel comfortable with that. <laughs> that should have been in a discussion. What? You don't feel comfortable with it. I mean, it's a hilarious bit. All the greats have done it. I love so, his well, wife. Oh, yeah, I love it. It's kind of hacky, right? You're right. So why don't we just not do it? Because I don't feel comfortable wearing a dress. Oh, come on, Dave. Listen, we, we got it all set up. We're supposed to shoot 
every every minute you waste costs this much money. You know, the pressure comes in. <laughs> he said, I'm, now I'm not wearing no dress, man. I'm funnier than a dress. Just give me something funny to say. I don't even wear no dress to be funny. What am I, Milton Berle? You know, we're going like this. And then finally he's like, ah, and he, he leaves. And then like the director comes, Dave, it really would be great if you wear the dress. What is wrong? What is this, uh, Brokeback Mountain in here? So... <laughs> <laughs> Wear the, wear the dress. I don't want to wear the dress. I want to wear this dress. You know what I mean? This is, oh, gosh, this guy's so difficult. They leave. <laughs> now the producers comes, come on, David, would be so great. I mean, and then I started thinking about it. All the comics that I've seen, man, you know, strong brothers, why, why are they putting us in these dresses? But the minute it was clear, I was adamant, I'm not wearing a dress. I'm not wearing the dress. <laughs> All right, fine. Think of something else. Guy comes back 10 minutes later, the whole new scene, how, damn, how did you write the scene so fast? Yeah, they have. You know, it's like, so you got to take a sting. Dave Chappelle. That a great, that's a great point, man. Why do they put them all in dresses? They always put them in dresses. Why? It's weird. And I sent you that picture of this guy. He's wearing a dress. Emma laughed so hard about it, she said she had two of them in different colors in her closet. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It's a fucking dress. It's a purple dress. And the, and and the sure other guy's she, wearing sure nail polish. Good in it, but, you know. Yeah, well, they're both wearing makeup and nail polish and a dress, and it, it's, it, it struck me. It really struck me, and I immediately thought of that clip. That's an old clip of Dave Chappelle on Oprah Winfrey when a show, when she had a show. That's how old it is. Yeah, it's at least 10 years then, wow. It's from an interview, a famous interview, when he finally came back out and explained why he like gave up the money he was offered and, and all that stuff when he left his show. You know, Dave Chappelle went through a wild existential crisis, but it's pretty clear that he was being asked to do some like weird shit by Hollywood uh, elites. And, yeah, he didn't want to And he it. turned it down. And, and all those other guys that did it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I recently, and it might have been Dave Chappelle on, like, Joe Rogan or something, very recently he commented on uh, Michael Strahan, like, being on TV and putting on a makeup and a dress or something on Good Morning America recently. Mm. And, I, I, look, I don't, I don't know enough about this as to why this is a thing, but um, if you look up this clip on YouTube, uh, after this little segment where Dave... Uh, describes this this scene and all, all that. Uh, it shows all these shots of different movies of different famous uh, black comedians and actors dressed in drag, essentially like uh, Jamie Fox and um, Martin Lawrence, Martin Lawrence um, Eddie Murphy. It's pretty weird. Yeah. It's pretty weird. It kind of got me. I found it. I found it to be kind of creepy, and then I don't know why, but when I was watching Top Chef, and I, like I said, I, we were two episodes in, and I was just so taken aback by this like uh, onslaught of African culture, and just um, there is no other culture. Just we're, you know what I mean? It's just this, and we're. It seems it seems like you're limiting your audience. <laughs> yes, you know? definitely. Definitely. But then I saw they trotted out these dudes and they were going to do this African culture tasting thing and the dude's wearing a purple dress. And I was like, whoa, whoa, this is like, I, I've seen this before. I've I've seen this before. I've heard about this. And I immediately pulled up that Dave Chappelle clip and it, it literally, it, it's 
it just creeps me out that that uh that's a thing <laughs> yeah that's i never that's weird i never heard of that though it's I bizarre. Guess. That's an old clip. But of- I guess it's, I don't think that's really a black thing. I think that's just a comedian thing. Every like all the white comedians too have done roles where they're in a dress. Well, yeah. according to Dave Chappelle, there is this weird element to it that's specific racially. But I, I again, I don't know much about it other than I found it interesting that he the Top Chef thing. They they went like. <laughs> It's again. I was, I was like, man, there, <laughs> there's no white people on this show. And if you're trying to get like <laughs> a snapshot of the culture of America, I get it. But population wise, percentage wise, I mean, you're gonna have maybe like four white guys, you know, or like a, yeah, I don't know, couple. something, man. Like it's really, it's jarring now. And then you get the commercials, right, where there's just white people have been barred from commercials a hundred percent. They're no longer allowed in commercials. <laughs> There's not allowed. It's unbelievable to me. It's, it's seriously shocking. It, so then you, I don't know. I'm watching this show on Bravo, you know, that I've been watching for 10 years. It's a stupid show, but I love it. And it's about cooking. But all of a sudden it has nothing to do with cooking and it has to do with black history rights and African culture and all this stuff. And th- what's cool about the show is they definitely show you different cuisine and cultures. And I'm totally into that. They'll do a show where it's Japanese culture, you know what I'm saying? Italian. They, they really, they go in, all in on that stuff and I totally dig it. But the woman thing and then making it only African women, I was like, Oh, come on. Like, come on. But Frank, you're saying, you're saying make me a black female Texan cuisine. Yes. Isn't that just a Texan cuisine? I don't know, man. It was so bizarre. It made no sense. It was so woke. I, I think they cooking? woked themselves. That's yeah, the what thing. The, that that's what so happened here. Dude, what did the what did the people end up cooking? Um, you know who? I think the white guy won the competition. Actually, he he made oh, this course. like incredible. <laughs> No, the joke was I kept saying they were absolutely going to a colored woman would win and uh, a white guy would go home. And I was wrong. I think they sent one of the Asians home and the uh, the Latina, I believe, won. Who, she did the Selena meal or something. Oh, well, that's not fair. Isn't she Hispanic? She got a Hispanic culture? Well, yeah. Mike, you got to cover all the grounds, man. Yeah, you get, that's you know. crazy. It's really weird. Also, I've noticed this thing. What's with the incorporation of deaf people and everything now? Have you noticed that? <laughs> no. You're going to now no, notice it. Dude, no, uh, in movies, there's like a deaf character now in every movie. In every show, there's like a deaf character. I thought that mo- that one movie just won, right? The Oscars. Yes, it, like, it won. Ba- the oh. movie about deaf people won uh, the best picture, dude. Nobody uh, saw it or heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! See it on Plus. Call us up. <laughs> um, no, man. There's uh, there's this big thing on deaf. And, and supporting deaf stuff and <laughs> you, think, you think they're just running out of like 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 the groups that yes, like they're defending you're, you're, now they're like all right deaf people you know the trans the gay like gays have everything 
know? They're <laughs> running out of they're running out of victims. Uh, uh, so blind will Are be you next. Are black, trans, deaf, partially blind? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling you, blind will be next. That's going to be a weird one when they try to like uh, do stuff for the blind. Everything's going to be really loud on the TV. You know? <laughs> <laughs> So you can feel the vibration. <laughs> it's getting weird, though. I'm serious. Uh, I You're going to pick up on it now, but there's like the really hyper focusing on inclusivity with characters and stories. So um, I've been no- like uh, Marvel is really... I was really into Marvel and what they were doing with the comic book adaptations, like with the Iron Man and Spider-Man, all that stuff. They have jumped the fucking shark now, man. Everything is inclusive and gay, Muslim, bisexual, (laughs) you know, they've gone deaf. I'm pretty sure there's a deaf character in one of their most recent movies, and then there's two gay men with a kid they've they've just they're all in now on this weird uh checking of the boxes in the woke culture handbook and man i i'm just i think because of that i'm picking up on it everywhere now and it's it's literally like emma cycles through a show in a week on netflix you know (laughs) and there's so many shows with like deaf characters. I'm. When did this happen? I, I saw, haven't noticed. Dude, I really haven't. You know noticed. me. I love my commercials. I really pay attention yeah. to the commercials. There's um a specific commercial very recently that just uh, debuted. I've seen come circulating, and it has uh this guy who tells a story through his iPad or whatever how his born to deaf parents, and because of the pandemic, they live far away, but. He's teaching his newborn son to speak sign language, but because of technology and captioning, they can speak now with captioning on the iPhone, and it's this whole thing, and it's very dramatic, and and it's just it's a commercial for an iPhone. That's all it really is. Uh, <laughs> what's nuts about it? It's just an iPhone commercial or a tablet commercial. You know what I'm saying? It's for the, the yeah. iPad. But it's this whole story about this these deaf parents and, and the kid who's not deaf but grows up to to appreciate deafness and like uh, it, it's it. I'm not kidding. I'm just like, what's with all the deaf people? Mm. What's going on? And you know what's going on. You know one of the number one uh, or top side effects or adverse reactions to the vaccine is shut the fuck up. Tinnitus, no. tinnitus. whatever however you say it the ringing in your ears and then you know the deaf yeah deafness man that no way yes sir (laughs) yes sir did you you think for a second my ramble was not gonna go back to the vaccine (laughs) come on where's fauci (laughs) welcome back No way. Hell yeah, dude. I Well, I couldn't figure it out, man. I, I just, all these commercials, man, and not just commercials too, but like plots and characters written in. And look, it, it, I do think part of it is the Hollywood is obsessed now and, and everything with checking the boxes and getting everyone in. But I, dude, not a lot of deaf, or I'm sorry, blind people written into a lot of subplots and plots and stuff like that. Like the, I, You know what I'm saying? I'm not seeing a lot of blind out there, but I'm mm. seeing a lot of deaf going on here 
I think it more has to do like uh, like when I used to work at the gas station, you know. Right. Like it was two gas stations right across the street from each other. Yeah. I was at the, I was at the BP and the other one was the Citgo, right? And like sometimes our manager would get the call that we had to raise the price. Right. So we'd go out there to the sign and raise the price of the gas, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, but also, if we ever saw the people across the street change the price, we changed our price to match, whether there's one up or down, right? Yeah. And then they would do the same thing. But then sometimes nobody would do it for a while, so one would just do it. Out of, you know what I mean? like, kind of out of, like, nervousness, you know what I mean? And, like, I think that's what you're seeing here where it was like, uh, I got a trans you know, oh, I, I got a gay trans. <laughs> you know? All right. Well, I got a black gay trans. You know, they keep, they're all yes. matching price. And then now it was like, okay, okay. All right. We all have the trans. We all have the gay. We all have the minorities. Everything's cool for a while. One guy got nervous and he's like, I got a deaf. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're all scrambling to change their sign. You know, they're like, okay, get the deaf. We got to get a deaf. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And then the year 2022, the movie that wins best Oscar for best picture is a movie. The deaf guy. Deaf, deaf people. They had, they had to because they realized they left it out of the uh, the requirements. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're like, oh, my God, we don't want them to call us out. You know? <laughs> the, I love it. The, yes. They have to, you have to match signs, right? Like, uh, I'm signaling that I'm better. So now you have to you have to throw a, a deaf person on your board too, right? Wow! So the deaf person it's just the changing of the gas prices. That's it's just the gas price, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're constantly competing with each other. <laughs>